When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. What is the rudest thing a guest has done at your house? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Hi. There you are. Um, what is the rudest thing someone, a guest, has done at your house? Or I would even say, like, what do you believe is the rudest thing a guest could do at somebody else's house? It doesn't have to have happened to you. Poop on their uh, living room floor. That would be rude, That's Bradley. never happened, but I'm saying that would be the rudest. I think. That would be super rude. 651-641-1071. Well, I guess that's Projectile the Projectile vomit across the uh, couch. <laughs> on purpose. Yeah. I mean, because like if that happens accidentally, like what are you gonna do? Yeah, true. And if you right? could make it happen on purpose, like I mean, that's almost that's a talent right there. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. What's the rudest thing you can do in someone else's house? Why are we asking? Thank you for asking. There was this article in uh, Yahoo News that lists, uh, d- according to etiquette experts, mm-hmm. which by the way, those. like I was just gonna say, that's got to be a slow job. Well, also, just like we can't get people like people don't obey stop signs in my neighborhood anymore. Are they really following etiquette rules? I feel like probably not. Uh, Uh, But uh, etiquette experts put their heads together and came up with a list of some of the rudest things you can do as a guest at someone else's house. I'm really curious what in 2022 constitutes the rudest thing. I bet you're going to agree with some of them. They're not like in ranked order. Okay. They're just general. But like, uh, for example, touching and moving things in people's house, like knickknacks. Oh, sure. Like, oh, I love this. This so cute. Like picking up. It's rude to touch things. If it's out in your house, don't you... What? Wait for the host to give you the go-ahead to touch or interact with things you see. Until that happens, quickly ask for permission if something strikes your fancy. According to Nick Layton, an etiquette expert and co-host of Were You Raised by Wolves, it's a podcast. I'm surprised you don't listen to it. I'm trying. I'm just kidding. I don't know. That seems minor to me, a minor infraction. You don't put things out if you don't want people to touch them, right? I mean, I don't know that I have things out that are begging to be touched. But like if somebody put their hand on a like a picture that was hanging on your wall, would you be offended? No, probably not. Yeah, I might like if something if somebody tried to pick up something that was fragile or meaningful, I might go, oh, hold on a second. Like, you know, I don't know. Like, uh, be careful with that one. Don't but drop don't it you feel like you just wouldn't put that out if it was that? I don't know. Especially with like young people, I do, I just feel. I mean, like, I have things out of reach of. Well, they're yeah. not. I mean. All right. What else? Do they anyway. Say? Okay. 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 Uh, expecting a tour is rude. 
Like if you go into somebody's house with oh, the expectation yeah, that they're going to, because you know, you put messes in certain places <laughs> yeah. and not everybody wants to bring you around. You don't know how yeah. much of their house is actually clean. Yeah. Uh, unless you come to our house, you can always have a tour because we don't let people in our house until it is totally able for everybody to be in every room because this is who I live with. I'm just telling you a story about our relationship. <laughs> I'm the kind of person I'd be like, come on over, but um, not every room is up to tour standards. Yeah, yeah you just got to close the door. He will not allow people into the home until we've prepared it such that they can lay on our bed if we'd like them to. Oftentimes, people are standing out in your front yard waiting to be allowed in. <laughs> no, just yes. I'm just no and also, I just want to I'm clarify, we don't invite people to lay on our bed. That was weird. But um, but the point is, we have to straighten up the house before people come mm-hmm. over. I get That's it. That's what we do. Let's go to the phones, shall we? Let's. Let's see what Ruby has to say. Ruby Hi, has been holding. Thank you, Ruby. Ruby, what's Rudy? Uh, when you- <laughs> Ruby, what's Rudy? What's a rude thing that guests do? How about making fun of your name? That we had a we had a birthday party out on our deck for one of the older members of my husband's family. Um, his family had a young puppy. They just opened the door and let it in the house, and it went upstairs into a bedroom and pooped. No, and no, that then really they happened. tried to blame it on my dog, no. who was a Saint Bernard. Okay, yeah. So right. you know, you could tell the difference. Yeah, <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah, the output is different. I think yeah. is what you're getting at. Exactly, <laughs> Ruby. Oh, that is gross. Thank that's, you for your call. That's not nice. Yeah, just like letting your animal into somebody oh, else's house. Oh, that was your dog's poop. Okay. No, because our dog doesn't poop in the house. Right? Yeah. Uh, let's go to, and our dog wasn't in the house, so that would be, you know, yeah, interesting. Okay, let's go to Chris. Chris is on the line. Hi, Chris. Chris, what's the rudest thing a guest can do at somebody else's house? Well, we had a going away party at our house for my daughter, and two of her friends we're in our bathroom having sex right <gasps> next to our bedroom. What? Get out of town. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. That oh is not appropriate. my word. What did you do? I don't even, I'm speechless, and that never happens. Yeah, once we got over the shock, my husband yelled something at them, but it was still absolutely unbelievable. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, uh, oh, God. I mean, How I feel like that was very awkward when they I'd be like, get emerged. a hose. Yeah. You know, turn the hose on them. Oof. No <laughs> Chris, kidding. But then we would have had to go in there. So. That's true. That's uh, true. Chris, Just thank put the you. hose under the door. Thank you. I was going to say <laughs> oh, I didn't God. see that. I didn't see that coming, but I didn't want to actually say I that. Bet not. Let's go to Barb. Hi, Barb. Barb, what's a rude thing that a guest can do at somebody else's house? Or did this actually happen to you? This actually happened to me and an ex-friend. Okay. <laughs> um, I used to travel quite a bit. And I told my uh, lady friend and her husband that, you know, if I'm not around, you guys can come over and use my hot tub. That was fine. Well, I found out she had a big party at my house while I was gone. No. And invited a bunch of her work friends. And then she um, drank a lot of my alcohol. (gasps) Well, they all did. And then um, found out that she and her husband had a... um, Champagne party in my bed. No. What? No. Yeah. My mattress my mattress was saturated, ruined, and I had to get a new one. Okay. I mean, I was going to ask how you knew, but oh my word. 
That is terrible. <laughs> yeah. terrible. Um, you're not friends with this person anymore, right? God, I hope not. No. Okay. <laughs> I think that I, would do I, it. My generosity has its limits. Yeah, yeah and, rightly so. And there they were. Thank you, Barb, that for would your be call. A limit. I have to ask a question. What? Please. Is a champagne party something that's like. I was afraid to ask. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, we didn't. I was afraid to ask. I think everybody's oh, marinating in that I feel question. Like whatever it is. <laughs> I'm just going to assume that they were like, yeah. you know, it would be real fun to drink champagne in someone's bed, and mm. that's all we're going to. Okay, that's nice. <laughs> Let's go to Chica. Chica's on the line. Uh, Chica, what's the rudest thing a guest can do at somebody else's house? Or did this actually happen to you? This actually happened to me. I invited a friend of mine over who has cousins from, she was from Jamaica. She had cousins from Jamaica, which I understand. You know, our cultures are different. Girl, I'm going to blow your mind. She went, she said, can I use the bathroom? Went and used the bathroom. She comes out with a whole outfit and pair of shoes of mine and said, can I borrow it? No. <laughs> No! <laughs> so she got through your closet? I asked her, I said, is this that shit that I have a new girl? And I ain't Target. Why are you in my stuff? <laughs> she says, well, I really like your clothes. And I said, there's a store down the street. Yeah, yeah. I like my clothes too. And, I'm and I like them. them on me. Yeah. Not you. Exactly. Oh, I mean, she word. went in there like she was shopping. Oh. And, but she was supposed to use the bathroom. That's not the bathroom. That's my bedroom. That was, was going to say, that was, a, that was a detour. Oh. They got took a three sixty and got a three sixty right out that door. <laughs> Chica, thank you for your call. Thank you know you. it's That's, so funny. That is so bullsy. I was gonna go through some of the other things that these etiquette experts said, well, but I, I was think gonna the say, etiquette experts these, need to tune into this. <laughs> these things are far worse than anything these experts would have said because so far that seemed pretty tame. Right. What you what you know the things that you mentioned. I mean, what else is on that they're list? They're like quickly. you know expecting a tour, uh, overstaying your welcome. Hiding a mess like you're a mess that you make, like if you break something, like just brushing oh it to the side or something. Terrifying. Snooping is rude. <laughs> yeah. Waiting to share your dietary restrictions. So if you're going over to somebody else's house, oh, and you show up and you're like, oh, by I'm the way, I don't eat free food, and I'm <laughs> I'm vegetarian and I'm vegan and I'm a pescatarian. Okay, you can't be all those things. Uh, feeding somebody else's dog. Oh, I would do that. No, I would never do that actually because you don't know if they have some kind of allergy. Right. But I'd want uh, to. And disrespecting shoe rules. <laughs> These are pretty tame. Right? Interfering to, like, with the setup. So like somebody moving. Somebody had a champagne party in my in bed. My bed. Uh, interfering with setup, meaning like moving like place cards around at meals. Uh, showing up empty handed. I would do that too if I didn't want to sit next oh, to somebody. I don't want to sit next to my partner. I'm going to move that. I want to sit next to somebody else and well, have especially fun. Especially if they like moved you, like put you near someone you didn't want to be near. Right? Yeah. Uh, but I don't anyway. go to those kind of parties, so. Yeah, if if I go to a dinner party, it's a sit-where-you-want dinner party, yeah. I think. I don't know. When was the last time I've been to a dinner party? I don't know, but I'm, I'm not doing that. No, no. <laughs> Good luck to you. Yeah. Uh, don't when, invite me to those. Thank you. I was going to say, to me, like I think it's impolite to be early to things. Like If somebody's yeah. like 15 minutes early, I'm like, I'm not ready for oh, you. I'm not answering the door until the time on the thing. Yeah. Like, oh, sorry, didn't hear the doorbell. Yeah, don't show up 15 minutes early. Your name Because better outside. know that I'm going <laughs> to yeah. be naked in the shower five minutes before you're supposed oh. to arrive. So, yeah. Because that's the last thing I do before a people come over is mm-hmm. jump in the shower mm-hmm. make sure it's so all fresh well you know because it's like you're so busy taking care of stuff and then you know it's literally moments before people show up yeah when we return i cannot believe some of those stories <laughs> i love I'm the idea of walking forever. into somebody's closet and putting their clothes on. 
I'm going to just do that. Right? <laughs> Next time I go to somebody's house. Uh, put well, your pa- put their panties on the outside. That <laughs> you will, just walk around. See that's a long. great way to never go back to that person's house. <laughs> or you never know. It depends on what kind of an event. I suppose you're right. It could be a champagne party. In the bedroom. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. <laughs> Don't Google that, by the way. Cruise. Oh, cruise in space. Tom Cruise? Yeah. Or we're going on a cruise. Uh, Tom Cruise is going on a cruise in space. Oh, all right. And I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, I'm wondering if I'm just being a Scrooge. We'll talk about it after this. Tom Cruise is going to space. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer. Jealous. Okay, so I might be a Scrooge. And uh, I saw this story and I thought, well, I guess, like, fine. But here's why he's going to space. He's not going to space... For like, uh, like William Shatner did, like for, you know, just like a journey into space. This is a stunt for a movie. Yeah. Uh, this is part like a literal of, stunt, not like a promotional stunt, like a literal right. actual film stunt. Right. Which is like kind of my thing with Tom Cruise is like his entire identity as doing his own stunts is driving the stunts that are done now in his movies. And it's like, in order to one-up the last stunt that he did, he has to do another stunt. And yeah. the newest stunt is... We have a Go pro- to space! We have a great project in development with Tom taking a rocket up to the space station and shooting. So they would be... Most of the movie apparently would be shot on Earth, culminating in, quote... The character going up to space to save the day. Oh. The first civilian to do a spacewalk outside of the space station. This is the plan. And I just, I, I'm, t- I'm tired. What are you tired about? I think it's what I said about how this is all about Tom Cruise doing stunts and not about like the craft of film for the sake of cinema right like which is not what he does right he is like the wow factor that's the thing yeah but i just i'm like we have technology that makes so you just don't want to go to space i guess i don't i guess i just think this is like a a misuse of resources or like i don't know i just i'm not i'm i'm scrooging are you? How do you feel about it? I mean, I'm not going to Scrooge because, like, I want to go to space, but also I just think, you know, look, is it the uh, Tom Cruise can be problematic for a number of reasons? So sure, I mm-hmm. do. I wish it was somebody else doing this. Yeah, but the idea that they're going to, you know, shine a light on a part of the space program that hopefully will get people interested and excited about the benefits that mankind receives from space exploration. I mean, I'm here for that. Okay. See, you just did this thing where you put, like, such a good spin on it. And I'm like, I hope that's what they're going to do. I mean, you know, look, who knows? But I think it's it's something else that's going to drive people to see that film. Because when else are you going to see Tom Cruise in actual space? Mm -hmm. Again, you know, do I wish it was somebody else who is not as problematic as Tom Cruise? Sure. But that's not going to happen. And also... Do I wish that I could get people interested in space without having to attach a big celebrity to it? Yeah. 
But that's not the world we live in, it's man. It's not. That's true. Yeah. I also... I mean, William Shatner went to space. Like, people want to, you know, poo-poo uh, Jeff Bezos and his Wienermobile, which is fine, and I get it, and I'm totally, un, you know, uh, aware. I'm bored. <laughs> but I also think that he gets people excited about space exploration in a way that ultimately we we need to be excited about i know people are not going to agree with me that's fine you don't have to agree with me but i think that there is a definite benefit to uh technology medicine science by having humans in space and we are weird people and sometimes the only way we get interested is by polishing the silverware of our egos and sometimes that that involves tom cruise and jeff bezos in space. In space! I just, I also just think about the people who are actually at the space station having to like. I spent my entire yeah. life training, studying, yeah. and dedicated my life to, to space, science to and science. space exploration. And then here comes this guy. And then Tom yeah, Cruise but, shows up but, and is like, guys, we're going to shoot a movie. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, yes. But also, those people are probably like, please bring attention to the work that we're doing because it's not a guarantee that we're going to be able to do it much longer. I mean, what with what Russia has been trying to do to the International Space Station. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you know, again, it's good PR. Welcome, Tom Cruise. Yes. Welcome. Welcome. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, celebrities behaving badly, we call them after this on My Talk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly. It's our duty and our joy to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hello. And uh, we have a name for them. We call them D Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Douchebag. Who's your dag? What? Boosh. Be my lover. (laughs) (laughs) It is in style magazine (laughs) and also kind of J-Lo. Wow, that's a that's a lot. J Lo, what did she do to well, you? Well, it's what she did that prompted InStyle magazine to write this article. Now, I've seen a lot of pictures emerge of J Lo at JD Rittinger's uh funeral. I don't know who that is. He's a billionaire business mogul. Okay. Uh and Or was. Was, exactly. There was a funeral for oh. him. And uh J-Lo was there and I did I will cop to this I saw the picture of J-Lo at the funeral and I thought hmm that choice was made with the dress she wore it's very cleavagey and very red carpety cleavagey right and I thought well that's okay but she made a choice but then in style is the one that really took it to the next level Uh quote this is the headline. Jennifer Lopez's funeral attire included a plunging black gown and platform heels. JLo always brings the glamour. To and a then funeral? and then we start we start with the following. No matter the event, Jennifer Lopez and her show-stopping style will without a doubt turn into the a glamorous <laughs> occasion. No. It's um, a funeral. <laughs> somebody died, ma'am. Case in point, on Saturday, the pop star made a fashionable arrival at billionaire business mogul J.R. Rittinger's ceremony in Miami. Now, they say ceremony, 
but what they mean is funeral. Oh, God. Dressed as if she was ready for the red carpet rather than a funeral. I mean, I'm like, seriously? Yeah, no, that's... I wouldn't... So... First I don't of know. All, I would. I don't know that I would go deep on the caramel highlighted hair, waist grazing mm-hmm, waves, mm-hmm. and trademark glowing skin with smoky eyes and glossy lips mm-hmm. as somebody is walking into a funeral of a dear departed loved one. Yeah, yeah. She did also accessorize with plenty of bling. Joining her a at the event, was husband Ben. It's not an event. Right? It's a funeral. Yes, I know. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. Now. I know. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. She also carried a black quilted Chanel handbag. I mean, it's so. Are we doing the funeral beat? Do they do that over it well, uh, in style? But you know, it's interesting because I've seen this picture a lot, which tells me that there was. I mean, Getty Images took the picture. So in style, received the picture and decided. Mm, let's talk about her. Let's smoky talk eye. about her funeral style. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. I mean, I also just think that's like in poor taste because like you don't know the person. You don't know the relationship. You don't know the vibe. Also, is that is that um, I think it is. Is that food God behind Ben Affleck's <gasps> right shoulder? It totally yes, is. That 100% is. Well, J.R. Riddlinger, he passed away at the age of 63 after suffering a pulmonary embolism on his yacht in Croatia back in August. I mean, who knows? Maybe he was a real big fan of Jennifer's signature smoky eye. Or, or her... And waist-grazing curbs. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what that and means. And her caramel highlights. I don't know what that means. I... Oh, that's awkward. Yeah. I just now found you threw it to be Jennifer in there. Why did you throw Jennifer I, in there? I don't know. I mean, I will say that when I first saw the outfit she wore, I thought, well, that's an interesting choice for a funeral. Well, I, does that have to do with the fact that you can see like her entire breasts? I mean, a lot of her breasts. But yeah. that's where I that's where I would go. Like, it's weird that we're talking about the way she looked at a person's funeral, because I don't know, maybe he. Liked her Maybe it was the dress that he really enjoyed her. I mean, I don't know. Right. Right. Which is also, why... was this a memorial service or like an open casket wake? I think it I was called build a celebration of life okay. from my initial uh, so, digging like, on the internet. I, I'm just saying you can allow somebody some some license, but like the fact that in style is like on that beat. Let's let's cover the fashion of a memorial service. I don't know. I don't want to live in that world. I don't either. Please don't waste time talking about the way people look at my funeral talk Uh, about the fact that i'm dead i will tell you about some of the other people that were there and how sorry you all are (laughs) yeah true and how much you loved me and how sad you are um i'll tell you who else was there really quick her 14 year old twins max and emmy obviously ben affleck uh kim kardashian alicia keys swizz beats jamie fox jaw rule dj khaled uh gloria and emilio estefan um, it was, I mean, it was a star-studded event, and also, <laughs> it, was a funeral. it was a funeral, Yeah, right? I mean, you know, when, when you're famous, right? Famous people come to your funeral. Well, and especially when you're rich. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to remember... Is that a photo of the memorial service at the bottom there? It could with be. With DJ Khaled and Jamie Foxx? Yeah, it could and, be. Because I mean, that looks a, like a party. A celebration of life. Yeah, I mean, that looks like a nightclub. So I don't know if that was like the after thing. The after. 
the after funeral the after party. party. I mean, who knows? I don't know what yeah. the kids do no, these days. People do their stuff. You know, yeah. things happen. People do their stuff. But I just, I felt weird reading that. And, and also that's all that I there was like a red that. carpet. Well, and it, it looks like, by all means, the dearly departed was a fan of the nightlife and glamour. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, and that's why Food God was there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Bradley, who's your D-bag? My D-bag is someone named Elon Musk. Mm. Now, uh, a lot of people have critiques and criticisms and things to say about Elon, uh, Elon, Elon Musk. Elon. Elon. Um, <laughs> But I just, I just, I'm here for this particular reason. Elon Musk says he spoke to Kanye West about his anti-Semitic tweet. Great. Mm. Thanks. I don't care. So apparently Elon revealed on Twitter Monday that he'd had a conversation with Kanye about that anti-Semitic tweet that left him locked out of his account over the weekend. Now, here's what he said on Twitter. Talk to Ye today and express my concerns about his recent tweet, which I think he took to heart. Uh, That was in reply to a previous tweet Um, in which he welcomed his friend back to Twitter before Kanye, of course, sent the offending tweet. I'm like, this mm -mm. man, he has done so much good and yet has the singular ability to just be a total D-bag. Because... I don't care. Like, right. I don't he, need to hear from him right now. He thinks, I think Elon Musk would say, because he bought Twitter, mm-hmm. that his opinion on this matter is relevant. Like, don't worry, guys, I got this covered. Mm-hmm. I had a talk with Kanye because, you know, we're billionaires and we can mm-hmm. have tough conversations and he'll listen to me. Um, Gross. I don't care because that's not what, I mean... Also, it's not relevant to anything. Kanye did a thing. He was punished for doing a thing. And like, you know, Twitter's a gross enough place most days. Mm-hmm. Um, and if Elon thinks that like he's just going to, don't worry, he'll solve all the problems in the world mm-hmm. once he's on, you know, once he's running the show over at Twitter. Gross. No. Yeah. it's. I have no faith in you to do that. I have faith in you to get us to like... A uh, electric car infrastructure in this company, but not or to take us to space, but not to know how to run Twitter. Thank you very much. Well, and, you know, as as uh, as wise business leaders have said, it's important to know your lane and stay in it. Yeah. And he's in, he, and again, he's incredibly talented across a variety of, uh, of disciplines. But when it comes to social media, I feel like he just needs to, you know. Maybe focus on the other things he's good at because just because you're good at a few things doesn't mean you're good at all things. True. True. Also, I don't Elon Musk is not the person I need to hear like the moral lesson from right now or like the he's not the one that I need to get the resolution on this conversation from like Kanye West is the one that needs to do the resolving, not not Elon on behalf of or to just not talk. Right. And Twitter has rules, and he broke those rules, so he doesn't get to talk on Twitter. And yeah. I don't care what conversations they had behind the scenes. Like, yeah. oh, like Kanye's going to go, oh, Elon, I really never thought about it that way. Thanks. Okay, you guys, I'm really sorry for, for um, you know, being anti-Semitic. And no. Uh-uh. Nope. Uh-uh. nope, don't care. Sorry, Ooh. Elon. Ooh. Don't care. 
not buying it, but let's go to space again. Get us to Mars. I'm here for this. Oh, yeah. Journey to Mars. And I want that hyper tube thing that we, you know, travel at the speed of light in or whatever we're doing down oh, there. Oh, yeah. I forgot Wait, about that in thing. Mars? No, he's got this. Uh, remember that hyperlink? Oh, the LA to Vegas thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Like we're going to go like 400 miles an hour in a car. You get in that pod and it just shoots yeah. you over there. Yeah. yeah. I will say that I uh, drove by Spaceport USA. Mm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it's did happening. Any, did, was there any scheduled trips over there? I don't know, but there is an interstate exit that takes ah, you there. Oh, that's cool. Did yeah. you take the exit? No. But oh. what I'm telling you, and I want to encourage your space dreams, mm-hmm. is that there are folks out there who are determined to make it happen. They want to get you to space. Yeah. <sighs> I would like to go there. I know everybody's like, why would you want to go to space? Why well, wouldn't you? This is one more reason. Mm-hmm. I, I want to go to space mm-hmm. because it's quiet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and nobody can hear you scream. Yeah. Oh, God. That's <laughs> creepy. Creepy. All right. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, I am I am obsessed with Anna Delvey's commitment. Oh, yeah. You like that lady. She is still being her Anna Delvey self now that she is uh, released and on house arrest, and I cannot wait to show you how she is settling in in Manhattan when we come back after this Fabulous. on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello there, Queens. How are you doing? Just hanging out. You know. uh, yeah, we're just, you know, you here doing stuff. Um, well, I'm just over here being obsessed with Anna Sorokin. Uh, Who's that again? Well, so she's the um, the billionaire, or not the billionaire. What did they, what did they call her? There was like a short, the fake German heiress. Oh. Uh, she's a socialite scammer. You she would, went to jail, right? Oh yeah, yep. So there you was would, a podcast or something. There was a Netflix. I was going to say you would know her from the Netflix show Inventing Anna. She's not in the show, but it's a show about kind of her story. And you know, listen. When all of this sort of unraveled, we kind of had one eye on her, but didn't really know what to do with all of that. But now since the show, now since that popular Netflix show, I'm like, I'm very fascinated by the character, the human that she has created herself to be. Yeah. Because by all accounts, nobody really knows the real story of Anna Sorokin. There's the story she tells um, that is very dramatic. And then there's sort of a, a different, darker, stranger reality that nobody's really gotten to the real bottom of. But she was detained for uh, about, I think, 17 months um, by ICE. She's been fighting being deported okay. uh, to Germany. And she's presently out on house arrest. She's on 24-hour house arrest. She has an electric monitoring uh, anklet that follows her, um, there that, you know, tracks her whereabouts. But the thing that I'm fascinated by is, in my mind, when you go away after being convicted of a bunch of crimes, including but not limited to, like, um, conning people out of hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yep. Um, you, I would think, go to the place of looking inwardly and maybe trying to correct some things and coming out a changed person, right? Like, isn't that kind of part of the narrative that you want to put forward? Well, like, yeah. I've changed, right? That often is a, a common narrative. Right. 
Well, hers is, I don't think like that because I just, I need to draw your attention to these photographs of her at her Manhattan apartment. Now, remember, part of what Anna Sorokin did is like lived a social media life, this like glamorous life she built that was based all on a lie. She was completely penniless, but she was able to con people into giving her money by looking like she was something that she wasn't. If you look at these pictures that are in the New York Post, I don't get what's going on here. She's literally posing inside of her apartment because she can't get out of her apartment for an actual photographer who's on a like a fire escape with a long lens while she, she's doing fashion shoots. She's doing fashion yeah. shoots. And I'm like, oh, this is for the gram. Like she's back to the, the tricks. She's back to the antics. Unless, and I don't know, maybe this is for some write-up article in Vanity Fair or something yeah, that I'm that not seems aware totally of. plausible. But it, to me, it's just like the most anasorican thing ever. It's like, I'm going to get out of prison and then i'm gonna make it fashion like i honestly don't know if she knows what her truth is um i think she's lived into this lie for so long that she probably thinks she is that person well also like what what else would she do i mean like when you know like it's not that like impersonating i mean you know the corruption and the things that she was actually charged with and had to like uh, be held accountable for and being convicted of theft is theft but like beyond that like the the sort of like taking on this personality that's not illegal right so like there's nothing to say that she can't just like lean into this fact that she's now sort of infamous yeah you know uh, there have been a number of people who've sort of profited from their infamy after they get out of uh prison and, you know, on the one hand, you kind of can't blame them because there's a market for it, sadly. Well, yeah. And I mean, as long as you're not doing anything illegal. Right. And she has shot to fame yeah. for the illegal things she did. And now she's done her time for it. Um, and what she's fighting for is the ability to stay in the United States. But she's at high risk of Where being is she from? deported. Well, Germany, they say. But she has this like interesting sort of German Russian affect accent situation that you cannot place. And that's what kind of makes her an interesting figure. Um, and that's why it was such an interesting character for somebody. Uh, what's her name? Who played her? The woman who played the woman from Ozark. Oh, Julia. You're the Ozark person. I know. Julia with the Julia short. Julia Garner. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. It made her such an interesting character to play because the accent is not consistent. And so to in order to kind of like, you had to know how to combine these two accents that she basically made up. Like, it's not an accent that is typically practiced in the world anywhere. <laughs> and so <laughs> such as U.S. Americans and MAPS. So it sounds like she's Russian. I'm just looking at her Wikipedia. I don't know. You followed the story way closer. Um, Mm -hmm. But that she's Russian and then she was living in Germany. So she's got citizenship in both Russia and Germany. Yeah. But if she is to be deported, she'll be deported to Germany. And I don't think that she has a relationship with her family of origin anymore. Like, I don't. If I'm going to feel like any kind of empathy for her, sadness for her, it's that. I do truly think she's sort of rudderless. Like she doesn't have 
like she's alienated all the people that were around her at one time. I, I think she has made some friends, but how do you, as a person who clearly has not respected friendships or relationships in your life, keep and maintain relationships? Like, do you remember one of the people who she allegedly forged a friendship with is Julia Fox? Interesting. I yeah. didn't know that. They Julia did a- Fox, well, it doesn't surprise me because Ju- Julia Fox would be very transactional in her relationship. And somebody like Anna Sorokin is probably, or Delphi or whoever she is, mm-hmm. she's probably very transactional too. So you could see where those two kinds of people would come Gel together. Well, yeah, they're always just sort of looking for the next thing yeah. that's going to take them to the next level. And that's very much what she was all about Uh you know, was trying to figure out, well, she was, she fancied herself an artist and she was trying to open this like artist kind of community. And so the way that she was doing it was by pulling in these connections she had, but telling lies all along the way. And they were giving her money and giving her money, but she was robbing Peter to pay Paul in order to get her, keep her lifestyle the way it was. And this whole thing never flew, but she and Julia Fox allegedly have had a conversation about, doing some sort of art gallery installation thing. Yeah, I'm not going to that opening. Is there anything that sounds less desirable? No, thanks. Right? But anyway, FYI, she's out. So if you, uh, you know. How long does she have to be under house arrest for? uh, You know, that's a good question. I think that it's just while they are um, trying to... So she's arguing about she's arguing about being deported, but okay. it sounds like everything is in process in order to get her deported, and there's very little chance she's going to be able to get in the way of that. I mean, if, if the government wants to deport you, you're going to you're going to get deported. So it sounds like assuming Germany is down with it, and I imagine there's some sort of agreement between the two countries that they just kind of have to. Yeah. So. so I think that this is just while that process <clears throat> continues to to play out. And then eventually she's probably going to end up back in Germany. It's it's such a bizarre story and it's such a like of 2021-2022. We were very obsessed with swindlers. Like we had the Tinder swindler and we had her and I feel like there were other stories shambling. Yeah, like people who were pulling the wool over other people's eyes was a very popular kind of storyline during that time. But she definitely lived it. And she's she's a yeah, I mean, uh, well, and she's probably the gift that keeps on giving. I would imagine that, you know, the like headlines will be attached to her name for some time to come. But she's still doing her thing. She's still doing whatever she does. Watch out for her. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, what's your favorite cozy Minnesota spot? 651-641-1071. We'll talk to you after this on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today.